This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good evening and welcome to this very special evening. This Tonight, we have the great honor to hear from Rabbi Daniel Gladstein Shlita. We'll be speaking about his, 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 his amazing safer, his amazing book called The Darkness and the Dawn, put out by Art Scroll. Everyone should jo- um, please share the link right now. They can watch right now. Your friends, family. And um, the link is, they can watch right now on TonyTime.com slash Live, TonyTime.com slash Live, or they can call in at 718-298-2077, extension 46. Again, 718-298-2077, extension 46. Um, and um, we're, we're, we'll be starting momentarily. Again, everyone's reminded they can order um, the safe for the book. The Rabbi Glass is going to be giving us a... A, um, some, some some words about this evening. The, the, the Rabbi Glassy's amazing new safer is is talking about the three weeks powerful amazing safer, very popular safer popular book. You can order it right now on artscroll.com or rabbidg.com. There's actually a very special promo code um, for free shipping. Um, it's called Dawn Free D A W A N F R E E. And you will get free shipping. Again, everyone is reminded, purchase the safer right the book right now while, 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 while you still remember at artschool.com or rabbidg.com. And you can get free shipping with the promo code if you use the promo code DAWNFREE, D-A-W-A-N-F-R-E-E. We are here on behalf of the Chazak organization and Chickens for Shabbos. As you know, the Chazak organization organizes amazing events and share them like tonight in person and virtually inspire thousands of people throughout the world. Throughout the year, and and Chazak's main mission to help educate Jewish public school students through after school and Sunday school programs in over 15 different locations, and with the ultimate goal of hopefully helping them transfer to yeshiva. Chazak has a special division called Public School Yeshiva Division, which 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 has helped transfer over 1,200 children over the last five years from from public school yeshiva. Someone watch right now. Someone. Know someone who has children in public school to transfer yeshiva? Reach out to Chazak right now. Email us at pstyachazak.org, P-S-T-Y at C-H-A-Z-A-Q.org. Um, everyone is reminded about the great work of Chickens for Shabbos, tremendous organization which helps feed the families of Agunos, women who can't get a divorce. Grushos, divorcees, well as Malam, teaches a Torah like Rebbeim. And we should support them right now. It will be a tremendous chos, a merit for you and your family. Ch- donate right now at chickensforshabbos.com. It is our great, great honor to call upon you by Daniel Gladstein. Bruchem Abayim. Welcome, everyone. This is a special program in honor of the Sefer that came out last year uh, for the three weeks, Tavshin Pei Aleph. The book is The Darkness and the Dawn. Tonight's special program is hosted by Chazak. I want to thank my dear friends at Chazak, Rav Ilan Meirav, Rav Yaniv Meirav, Rav Rabbi Eba for organizing and hosting tonight's event. Whatever you could do to help out Chazak and their incredible efforts in spearheading many projects for the Jewish people, especially in the area of uh, enrolling public school students in yeshivas. Whatever you could do to help them, it will be a great investment. Tonight's Shira is sponsored by Chickens for Shabbos. Yes, you haven't heard about them in quite a while. Chickens for Shabbos. Please go to the Yad Eliezer site and click the icon for Agunos, Grushos, and Malamdim. The Chickens for Shabbos helps those in Klai Yisrael who need it the most, those who are on their own. For the Rabbeim of Klai Yisrael, without them there would be no future. So please go to the Yad Eliezer site 
and contribute generously, whatever you could do. Tavoy Aleichem Bracha Min HaShamayim. Now the book, The Darkness and the Dawn, was the uh, third Sefer to come out from Art Scroll after the Mystery and the Majesty and the Light and the Splendor. Mystery and the Majesty is on Yomim Naroim and Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur and Sukkot, the Light and the Splendor, Chanukah and Tu B'Shvai. Uh, re- most recently we came out on Purim in English for Art Scroll, the Concealed and the Revealed, but the penultimate work as of now, the Darkness and the Dawn. By the way, I'm going to give you top secret information. Don't tell anybody yet. The next book coming out for Art Scroll is going to be on the Haggadah. So if you have some good titles, some good Haggadah titles, please let us know. But that's in the works. We've already started on that. That will be, with Hashem's help, the fifth Sefer for Art Scroll. But tonight we are devoted to discuss the darkness and the dawn. And if you remember last year when the darkness and the dawn came out, it uh, was completed upon the Shloishim of my revered grandfather, Harav Mordechai Leib Gladstein, Zecher Tzadik Levracha. And just this morning, I read over the preface to the book, The Darkness of the Dawn, which speaks about, gives some biographical information of this Tzadik, Harav Mordechai Leib Gladstein, Zecher Tzadik Levracha, and I myself was moved to tears, if I may say so, even though this is information that I wrote, and I've said over many, many times, but it's been, some time has passed, and I was very deeply moved to again remember and make more vivid the memory of this great tzaddik. We know Yirmi Hanavi said about himself, Ani ha-geverani evrasai. I am the man who has seen the affliction of his people. Yermia Hanavi was the prophet of doom. He even cursed the day of his birth. He was born, of course, on Tishabav. Amazingly, the stipler says the words Ani HaGever is numerically valued. Yermiyahu, Yermiyahu. But in our times as well, the Jewish people had the merit to, and the privilege to have an individual, a great tzaddik, our grandfather, Zechotzak Devracha, HaRav Mordechai Leib Gladstein, who also wrote the words, Ani HaGever, Ra'a Ani, in describing what he saw in the Warsaw Ghetto, where he saw skeletons extending their bony arms as if begging for mercy and life. He saw the ghetto littered with corpses, faces distorted and swollen, their eyes open wide, skulls crushed, blood everywhere. No imagination, no matter how dark, could possibly conceive of anything we've seen and lived through. No language has been created to describe the enormity of the Holocaust and the slaughter of European Jewry. The yells of the women, the weeping of the children. Our grandfather lived through the darkness of the Jewish people. Throughout all the years, in the various camps, we've spoken many times how my grandfather risked his life to perform mitzvahs, a story that has become very well known is the time that together with his brother, Uncle Hainach, they smuggled in a pair of tefillin into Radom, which was under the 
direction of one of the most brutal, brutal lager fuhrers. A Russia by the name of Ficus, if he would have caught them, they would have been shot on the spot, and every day they woke up at the crack of, crack of dawn to put on the tefillin. First my grandfather would put on the tefillin, and then he would give it to his dear brother, Hainach. And one morning when my grandfather was weird putting on the tefillin, first the shalyad and then the shalrosh, and he took them off and he gave it to Hainach, and Uncle Hainach put on the tefillin shalyad, and then just as he was about to put on the tefillin shalrosh, Ficus barged in, and he picked up the gun to shoot, but then he saw the tefillin perched on the head of the tzaddik. And a look of fear and dread came over the Nazi's face, and he put down the gun and he ran out. My grandfather said it was an open miracle fulfillment of that which the Gemara says in Brachais, on the Pasuk in Yeshaya, on the Pasuk, excuse me, in Devarim. V'ro kalame haaretz, ki Hashem nikra alecha v'yaru mimeka, elu tefillin shabaraish. And this story always leaves me with the following idea, that even though it was a time of Hester Panim, and it was a time of concealment, and a time of darkness, but there was a certain giloy shechina, an open revelation, mitoicha hastara. What's interesting is that Chazal tells us when, then, when the Gentiles went into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Holy of Holies, at the time they destroyed the Temple, assuming they would see the cherubs back-to-back against each other. As we know, the Gemara tells us that when Klaiso were not doing the will of God, the Keruvim were away from each other, they were embracing in great love. Because this demonstrates that even at time of concealment and darkness, sometimes there is raw Giloy Shechina. After the Holocaust, after the war, my grandfather was interviewed by the secular media and the media asked him, Rabbi, after being an eyewitness to the brutality of your people, the massacre of Klal Yisrael, the murder of your brothers and sisters, Rabbi, tell us the truth. Did you at any time lose faith in your God? Did you at any time lose faith in the promises of the Torah? And my grandfather responded, Did I lose faith? Yes, I lost faith. Faith, I lost faith in mankind, in humanity. How could human beings become animals? How could a civilized nation like Germany shed its conscience? How could the United States of America and other democratic countries look the other way, make believe they didn't know what was happening? When there's evidence, they could have bombed the railroad tracks to Auschwitz, they could have bombed the camps, but instead they bombed around. So yes, did I lose faith? I lost faith in man. But never did I lose faith in my Torah. Never did I lose faith in my God. My faith in God only became stronger. My grandfather said that when he was in Auschwitz, every day he thought the Mashiach was coming today. Who could fathom the deep-seated amuna and the soaring faith of these tzaddikim? No words have ever been created that begin that could begin to describe the towering, unbending faith of these Jews and reflecting on the soaring spirit of these heroes of the Jewish people. Perhaps this gives us an insight into understanding 
why Tishabav is strangely considered a Mayed, a Yamtif. What kind of Yamtif is it? What are we celebrating on Tishabav? Perhaps we can suggest we cannot help but celebrate the majesty, the grandeur, the nobility of the Jewish soul, its indomitable spirit, its pure faith in its Creator. Tishabav is a celebration of the unbreakable, unwavering, pure Amuna of Klal Yisrael, despite everything we've encountered and experienced, we never lost our faith. My grandfather echoed the haunting words of Yirmiya Hanavi, Ani hagever ra, ani b'shevet avrasai. But my grandfather also echoed the great words of gratitude of David HaMelech. One time, I had the privilege to travel to Eretz Yisrael along with my grandparents, and my grandfather spent the plane ride devoted to his lifelong occupation, the recitation of Tehillim. And at one point he, said, he turned to me and said, Dani, look at this Pasuk. This is my life. And he was pointing to the Pasuk. Ki chilatsta nafshi mimaves. You rescued my soul from death. Es eni mindima, my eyes from tears. Es ragli midechi, my feet from stumbling. I walk before God in the land of the living. Hashem delivered me from death, my grandfather said, and now I have the privilege to go to the land of the living, the land of Eretz Yisrael. Many years ago, we visited our grandfather in Pittsburgh, where he served as Rav for over 70 years. And at the sight of four generations before him, he had a flashback to when he first came to Auschwitz. And the first thing he saw, he saw the old people being carried out, crying, who will say Kaddish for us? Who will say Kaddish for us? And my grandfather wondered, who will say Kaddish for you? Who will say Kaddish for me? I'm not married, I don't have children. And now, 70 years later, seeing grandchildren, great-grandchildren, said, Hayinu Kachomim, it was like a dream. Grandfather's life was the embodiment of that which David HaMelech says, With long life I will satisfy him and I will show him my salvation. But my grandfather's story is not only the story of one individual. It is symbolic of the story of the Jewish people, the story of Netzach Yisrael Lo Yishaker, the story of that the eternity of the Jewish people will never be denied. My grandfather saw the glory of Jewish life in Europe before the war. He saw the darkness of the Holocaust. He saw the concealment. He saw the night. But he also saw the dawn, the resurrection, the rebirth of the Jewish people in America, in Eretz Yisrael, of the, the yeshiva world, the courts of Hasidus, he also saw the dawn of the Jewish people. And for the rest of his life, he anxiously awaited sunrise of Nafshi Lashem Mishoimrim Laboikar, Shoimrim Laboikar. This is from the preface of the Sefer, The Darkness and the Dawn. So you say, this sounds like such a good book, how do I get it? I knew you might ask that question. So, here's the information. This book is available on artscroll.com or you could go to our site, 
RabbiDG.com. Uh, and you want to get free shipping also? You put in the promo code DAWNFREE, D-A-W-N-F-R-E-E, and you could get free shipping on this book. So you'll have it for uh, the three weeks. I believe uh, studying this book will ha- enhance your appreciation for the three weeks, for Shiva Asabatamuz, for Tisha B'Av, for the nine days. There's a special section in the book about the Holocaust, about the incredible saga of the last three Rabbanim left in the Holocaust, in the Warsaw Ghetto. Information about the Warsaw Ghetto that is not published anywhere else. Uh, the amazing story of the Kloisenberger Rebbe during the Shoah, with um, chapters on the Spanish Inquisition, chapters on the Chalmanitsky pogroms, and uh, this is a book which, Be'ezus Hashem, not only you'll be able to use during the Galos, so you say, but what do I do with it when Mashiach comes? Oh, I thought you might ask that question. That's why we have a special chapter of how to read Megillas Eicha when Mashiach comes. There will be a special tune and a special interpretation, the interpretation cited by the Ben Ishchai. So this book is good now, it's good tomorrow. Ad Bias Goyal Tzedek, Ad Ad Bechlal. So that's the first part of uh, tonight's special presentation, The Darkness of the Dawn, presented by Chazak. And again, we thank our sponsors, Chickens for Shabbos. Please go to the Yad Eliezer site, whatever you could do to contribute. You know, I was on a trip, um, and I met a friend of mine from France, and even he knew Chickens for Shabbos. I said, how do you know Chickens for Shabbos? He said, because I, I tune in to the Wednesday night Chazak events. Who doesn't know Chickens for Shabbos. So whatever you could do to help them out, Tavay Aleichem Bracha. Now, I want to segue into the uh, second part of tonight's presentation, and that is I would like to talk about Shiva Asar Batamas. Now, what exactly happened on Shiva Asar Batamas? Now, I am going to share with you some sources. By the way, if you uh, enjoy the shiurim on TorahAnyTime.com, so please go to our site, because I highly recommend that it's not enough just to listen to the shiurim. You want to be able to see the marmakoimos inside. So some of the marmakoimos are obscure. Some of them come from svarim that are not accessible or not available. So you go to our site and uh, you subscribe to our newsletter. You'll get all the marmakoimos. You could get access to the Dropbox of all the sources. Well, the Mishnah says in Meseches Tainus. And going on to five tragedies occurred to our forefathers in Mitzrayim, occurred to our forefathers on Shivasa Batamos, and five tragedies occurred on Tishabav. What are the five tragedies that occurred on Shivasa Batamos? Number one, the Luchais were broken. Number two, the carbon tumid stopped being brought. Number three, the walls of the city were sieged. Number four, Apostomus burnt the Torah. And number five, they erected a idol in the Heichal. Now, let's study when are these when did these uh, tragedies occur? When did this happen? Well, we know the Luchos were broken. Moshe Rabbeinu said, I'll be right back. And Moshe said, I'll be back in 40 days. And he came back 40 days later, but the people couldn't wait. And they had already been serving the 
Egel, so Moshe Rabbeinu took the Luchais and he broke the Luchais um, in reaction to the Jewish people worshipping the golden calf. Then the Mishnah says, Shiva Asa was the day that the carbon Tumid stopped being brought. Well, when did that happen? When did this carbon Tumid stop being brought? The Yushalmi brings two opinions. You have the opinion of Rabbi Shimon that it happened in the time of Bayashani, in the times of the Greeks. Rabbi Rav Levi says it happened during Bayashani, but through the hands of the Romans. The Rambam says that it happened in Bayas Rishon by the Bavliim. Rashi and Daniel says it happened uh, as a result of one of the, of the decrees of Apostomos Harasha. Okay, so some say it was Bias Rishon, some say it was Bias Sheni. Then the walls of Yishalayim were breached. When were the walls of Yishalayim breached? Well, we know they were breached on the 17th of Tammuz in the times of Bayis Sheni. How about Bayis Rishon? It's between the Bavli and the Yishalmi. The Bavli says that it happened on the 9th of Tammuz. That is a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, that it was breached on the 9th of Tammuz. Now, if you want to know where in Rosh Hashanah, so the way the Sefer is formatted is every Maramakoim is annotated, and their end notes. So at the end of each chapter, it gives you exactly where each Maramakoim could be found. Um... It's Mesechta Rosh Hashanah, Daf Yud Ches Amad Beiz. And the Yushalmi, on the other hand, says that even though actually the Navi, Yermia, says it happened on the 9th of Tammuz, nevertheless, that's not correct. It actually happened on the 17th. Why does the Navi say it happened on the 9th? Well, the Navi got it wrong. So Toysus and Rosh Hashanah asked, the Navi got it wrong, how can the Navi get it wrong? The Navi is uh, getting divine information. And Toysus quotes the Yushalmi, and that there was such great chaos in the time, that in order to preserve the chaotic feel of the time, the Navi intentionally wrote the wrong date, the date the people thought it was. And then Apos Thomas burnt the Torah. When Apostomus was the Greek general in the beginning of the Bias Sheni, uh, the Tverus Yisrael says that the Sefer Torah that Apostomus burnt was the Sefer Torah of Ezra. It was the authoritative text of the Torah. Or the Tverus Yisrael says Apostomus actually tried to burn all of the Sefer Torah. And then an idol was erected in the Beit Hamikdash. Rashi says that this uh, occurred in the times of King Menashe during Bias Rishon. And the Mishnah um, seems to imply that this happened by, uh, through Apostomus Thomas as well. So it's very unusual that the Mishnah lists a seemingly random collection of tragedies. I mean, according to Rashi, where Apo, the Torah was burnt, that, her, that happened during Bayes Rishon. Why would that be listed after tragedies that occurred during Bayesheni? According to the Bavli, the walls of Yushalayim were breached on the 17th and only in Bayashani. So why would the Mishnah write that before Apostom is burning the Sefer, Torah, which happened before the walls were breached? So it seems like a random collection of five tragedies. 
They all happen to occur on Shabbos Vatamis, and they're not even li- uh, listed in chronological order. Why is that? What is the meaning of this? Fa- these five tragedies all occurring on the same day? That's very interesting. This week we read Parshas Balak. And the Pasuk says, Perek Chav Dalet, Pasuk Aleph, Vayar Bilam Ki Toiv Be'ine Hashem Lavareches Yisrael V'layholach Kefam V'am L'Gras Nechashem Vayashas El HaMidbar Panav Bilam saw that it wasn't working, his regular method, his standard method wasn't working, so he, he directed his gaze toward the Midbar. What exactly was Bilam looking at? Says Rashi. Look in the Targum. Targum says, Bilam looked to the Midbar. He was looking at the Ched HaEgel. He was looking at a point of vulnerability. Interesting. So Bilam was looking to take capitalize on the Ched HaEgel. Do you think it's a coincidence that we always read Parshas Balak the week before Shiva Asabatamos? The Ched HaEgel happened on Shiva Asabatamos. Bilam is looking to cause tragedy and disaster on Shiva Asabatamos. It's not a coincidence. Now it's interesting. In Parak Kovav of Tehillim, David Amalek talks about various events that happened in the Midbar, and he describes the Ched Ho'egel in Pasuk Chaf, Vayamiru es kevoidam betavnes shar oichal esav. They exchanged their glory, they exchanged God for the image of an ox that eats esav, grass. Obviously this is a reference to the Ched Ho'egel, but why would David Amalek need to give me the diet of the cow? Why do I need to know the cow ate grass? Let's say the cow ate potato kogel. Then it would have been a different Avera. Let's say the cow ate sautéed liver. Although I doubt a cow would want to eat the sautéed liver, certainly not of another cow. But you get the point. Why does David HaMelech need to describe what the cow ate? Says the Arizal. An amazing thing. First Ari says that the soul of Bilaam's father, Be'ar, was trapped in the Egel. He was the one who cried out, Yisrael. Now we understand why Bilam has this fascination with the Ched Ho'egel. But furthermore, in the Shah HaGugulam, Rizal writes, that Bilam had two sons, Yunus and Yumbarus, who they made the Egel and Chodesh Tamos, and this is what is being described in the Pasuk, B'Sav Neshar Oichel Esav, and again, this gives us further understanding of what Bilam was fascinated with, with the Egal. By the way, Targum Yonasem ben Uziel says that when Bilam saw, that when Bilam brought along two attendants, his Shnei Na'arav, of course, were Yunus and Yumbaros. And then the Ari drops the bombshell. You know why it says, B'Sav Nishar Oichel Esav Esav was not the diet of the cow. Esav is Rashi Tevois. Shiva Asar Betamos. It's the date that the sin was committed. So Bilam was looking to capitalize. Bilam was looking to uncover. Bilam was looking to find the vulnerability of Chorbin. And of course, that's Esav, the Ched Ho'egel. Another uh, um, location where we find the words Esav is in Shir Hashirim. On the Pasuk, Ad shehamelech While the king was still at the party, we gave off a foul odor. 
What does this refer to? It says the Gemara in Gittin, this refers to the despicability of how we were at Sinai. We were under the chuppah and we committed an act of adultery by sinning with the Egal. Ad shahamelech bimesibai rashi tevais ayin sin beis asev. When did we sin with the Egal? Shiva asar betamaz. Comes the great Archlaner. Archlaner lived from 1798 to 1871. He was a student of the son of the Shagis Aryeh. By the way, if you want to have the Zuchus to go to the Shagis Aryeh's kever, please join us on our trip to France. In under two weeks, we still have a number of spots left. It's going to be one of the most incredible journeys, really, that anyone has ever been on. We're going to be at Rashi's kever on his yard site. Archlaner was a student of Rabbi Avram Bing of Wurzburg as well. He wrote on many Mesechtas of Shas. He wrote Bikura Yaakov and Hechasuka, quoted by Mishnah Bura. He was later the Chief Rabbi of Altona, a great Mekubal as well. His diligence was unusual. He would go to sleep at 2 a.m. and he was ready up by 5 a.m. Mukhtar, the Talos of and he learned until midday. His Neshama went up to Shemayim the first night of Hanukkah. Says the Aruch Laner, the list of tragedies mentioned in Mesachas Tainus is not a random collection of tragedy that just so happened to occur on this day. But rather, says the Aruch Laner, this is a five-step downward spiral of Jewish decline throughout our history. It all begins with Neshtabru Haluchais, the source of all vitality for the Jewish people, is Kvios Itim Latayra, fixing steady times to study Torah. But as soon as people don't learn consistently, Nishtabru HaLuchais, the Luchais are broken, and that leads to Batel HaTamid. Because if you're not learning regularly, then people start phasing out, they don't go to Shachas Mincha Marav every day, maybe they'll miss a Marav with a Minyan occasionally, and then a Mincha, and then maybe they only go Monday and Thursday, and then... Maybe they only go Shabbos and they stop going Shabbos Friday night and by Mincha only Shabbos day and then only Shabbos Mevarchim and then only the high holidays and then sometimes only Ne'ilah and then it's all over. Because then, Hufka Ha'ir! The Jew is called a city! Ir Ketana! He's a fortified city! But now the city is breached! The Tyra is ceases! The, re- the steady and consistent attendance of tefillah slows down. And now the Jew is full prey to the wiles of the Sahara, And therefore, Saraf HaTayra, the whole Tyra goes up in flames. Not one single mitzvah will be observed. All observance will be uh, mitigated, will be minimized. And until finally, Hamid Tselem Behechal. While maybe in the first generation, there was still some level of connection to Tyra. And the next generation, maybe they never went to Shul, but at least they wore the Star of David around their necks. But then in the third generation, Hamad Selam Behechal, instead of a Magin David around their necks, there's a symbol of a different religion. It all starts with Batla. It all starts with Nishtabru Haluchais. It all starts with a lack of learning Taira. It all starts with slackening off in one's Hasmada, in one's Siddharim, in one's Shiurim. You know, there's no coincidence, says the Bnei Yisachar. There are how many hours 
in the three weeks. The 22 days of the three weeks. Again, from three weeks is really a misnomer. It's really 22 days. There are 528 hours in the three weeks. Gematria mafteach. Because these hours are the key for Geula. Amazingly, the Megala Amukos points out, there are likewise 528 prokim and shas. This alludes to the idea that gam kiyitnu bagoyim atah that ein kol hagolios miskansos ela bezchus hamishnah, then the merit of learning Mishnayis, Hashem will redeem the Jewish people. 528 hours of the three weeks correspond to the 528 hours of Shas. Now, the 528 prokim of Shas, of Shishay Sidrei Mishnah, what's the connection between the prokim of Mishnayis and the three weeks? But the answer is, since the whole downward spiral, according to the Archaner, is because of a lack of Torah study, therefore the 528 hours of the three weeks were enacted corresponding to the 528 prokim of Shisha Sidre Mishnah. Namely, that if we strengthen ourselves in the study of the Mishnah, Gam Kiyitnu Bagoyim Atahakabitsem. So Rabbi Shai Berlin who wrote Hagois on the Masar Sashas, points out that there are only 523 prakim of Mishnah. However, the Bnei Sashar says that while that is accurate, there are five prakim of Brisa or Taisefta, the fourth parak of Bikurim, the sixth parak of Perkei Avais, Taisefta, Amsachim, Kedushin, and Saita. They correspond to the last five hours of the three weeks which are not really Yemei Tzara, but that is already when Mashiach is born, and by midday we already get up, and we start preparing for the Geula. You know, the month Tammuz also alludes to this idea that our focus needs to be in rectifying the Neshtabru Haluchais. Rav Nachman of Breslov writes, Tammuz stands for Zman Matan Tairaseno. After all, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Klaiswa the Luchos Rishainos on Shavasa Batamas. They don't want to take it, but it is Zman Matan Tairaseno. Yeah, and what happened to the Vav? Isn't Tamas spelled with a Vav? Well, the Luchos were six by six, and the Luchos were broken. So that, that's why there's no Vav in this Remez. Furthermore, Chazal say that when the Luchos were broken, it brought forgetting, forgetfulness. People began to forget their learning. So Tammu stands for Zichru Toiras Moshe. While the break in the Luchos caused us to forget the Torah, the month of Tammuz encourages us to remember the Torah. Zichru Toiras Moshe. In fact, I'll tell you a, a little uh, gematria that is so powerful that actually the Briskarov when he heard this gematria of Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zanafeld, he said, this was said, Baruch HaKodesh. We're going to read in the Haftar of the three weeks. Tziyayin b'mishpati padeh v'shaveha Tziyayin will be redeemed with justice and her captives with righteousness. Says Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zanafeld. Tziyayin b'mishpat tipadeh Zion will be redeemed with mishpat. That is Gematria Talmud Yushalmi. 
Vishaveha Bitstaka is Gematria Talmud Babli, indicating, as we've learned, that the key to the Geula, the Mafteach 528, is the learning of Talmud Babli and Talmud Yushami. Therefore, there is no question that in the opening Pasuk of this week's Haftarah, we say, It will be the remnant of Jacob. Among the many nations. Like do from God. God will make it rain on Esav. Esav is Shavasabatamos. Right now it's the day of tragedy. But the rain, the Torah in Mayim el will come down and it will transform the Tsoim Haravi unto Sasain the Simcha Laihudim. The Tsoim Haravi, the Tsoim Hachamishi, the Tsoim Hashvi, the Tsoim Hasiri, Yea, Lebesihuda, Lemayadim, Toivim, Vehoemes. The Hashalom Ehavul. So, we all hope for that day. You know, the Chida writes that when Aaron, when Aaron told the Bnei Yisrael, you know, bear with me, uh, I'm going to make the Egel Chag Lashem Machar. What's Chag Lashem Machar? Yesh Machar Laacharzman. In the future, Shiva Asar will be a Yamtif. So, please um, let us. Take advantage of these Yimei HaMetzarim, days dedicated to elevate our study of Torah and transform this time of the year into Yimei Simcha for Klal Yisrael. This all comes from the preface of the book, The Darkness of the Dawn, and chapter 1. There are many, many chapters that Bezos Hashem, I hope you'll find meaningful. You could get the book on artscroll.com or on our site, rabbidg.com. Put in the promo code Dawn free for free shipping. I want to thank Chazak, Rabbi Yaniv, Rabbi Ilan, uh, Rabbi Ravi for uh, hosting tonight's event. And again, we thank our generous sponsors, Chickens for Shabbos, for sponsoring this important event. Please go to the Yad Eliezer site, click the icons for Malamdim, Agunas, and Grushais. Whatever you could do to help out Yidin, you'll be Mekayim, Siyoin, Bemishpat. Tipadeh v'shaveha v'tztaka may we all be zoicha v'tzayim haravi v'tzayim hachamishi v'tzayim hashvi v'tzayim haasiri yiela beisihuda l'sasayin l'simcha l'mayadim tayvim v'haemes v'hashalayim ehavu. Have an easy fast. Bracha v'hatzlacha. I'm glad for your tremendous remarks this evening for, uh, on, the, on the amazing book. The Darkness and the Dawn, which can be purchased right now at artscroll.com or rabbidg.com. Make sure to use the promo code DAWNFREE, D-A-W-A-N-F-R-E-E, for, for free shipping. Again, artscroll.com or rabbidg.com. Use, use, make sure to use the, the, the promo code for free shipping. Use the promo code DAWNFREE, D-A-W-A-N-F-R-E-E. And we want to thank everyone for joining us this evening. This was presented by the Chazak Organization, Chickens for Shabbos. And so the Chazak Organization organizes amazing shurim and events um, in person and virtually. If someone would be interested to sponsor a future Chazak shir or event in person or virtually in memory of a loved one, of a yard site, of a dedicated for Fuhr Shlema, reach out to Chazak at eventsachazak.org. That is spelled E-V-E-N-T-S at C-H-A-Z-A-Q.org. Chazak's main mission to help Jewish public school students educate them about the beauty of, 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 of Yiddishkeit, of Judaism, through, through after-school and Sunday school programs. 
in over 15 locations. And with the ultimate goal of, help, of, of hopefully helping them transfer to Yeshiva in the last five years, because I guess I've transferred over 1,200 children from public school to Yeshiva. And if anyone knows who has children, who has children in public school, I can transfer to Yeshiva or would like an after school program in their community. Or, or, or they could attend one of the Chazak's after-school programs, reach out to Chazak at pstyachazak.org. That's spelled P-S-T-Y at C-H-A-Z-A-Q.org. Everyone's reminded to support the great work of Chickens for Shabbos, which is a tremendous organization which helps feed the families of, of, of Agunos, women who can't get divorced, Grushos, divorcees, well as Malamim, teaches the Torah, like Rebbeim. Everyone should support them right now. It'll be a tremendous chos, a tremendous mitzvah, for, and, and there'll be a great merit for you and your family. Support right now at chickensforshabbos.com. Chickensforshabbos.com. Thank you everyone for joining us this evening and have a great night. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.